Hello there, welcome back to today's podcast. Before we jump right into it, as a reminder, if you're listening to me on Spotify, I'm officially gonna start uploading the YouTube, um, or say videos to YouTube. So all the Spotify episodes will be uploaded to YouTube, including this one here. So you wanna kind of check me out there and see my face as I um, get the presentation, feel free to check me out. Um, if you wanna see my face, don't worry, no offense taken. And uh, I'll be, I'm still more than happy that you're listening to me on uh, the pod. So today's episode, what we're gonna talk about is shoulders. I did a post on Instagram kind of talking about um, three pain-free movements you can do uh, if you have a shoulder injury. So I, I figured it'd be a good idea to kind of break it down a little bit more in this podcast because shoulders can be a little bit of a tricky and complicated subject. And it's hard to really summarize what I mean in just a few sentences on Instagram. So if you're listening to, me, listen to me on YouTube and Spotify, you want to find my Instagram, it is rbikirk, B-Y-K-E-R-K, one. So feel free to check me out there. But I figured I'd really just go in depth and explain a little bit more um, on my Instagram post. And that way you have a great understanding of what's kind of going on in the shoulder joint. So I'll simplify it. I'll try to dumb it down for you the best I can. And we'll really go over those pain-free movements that um, can potentially be uh, beneficial for you if you have a shoulder injury. And we'll also talk about some movements that can really derail your shoulder and put itself in a bad position. So we're going to go over a lot today. And like I said, I'll do my best to really simplify it. Um, the best I can for you. So to kind of jump right into it and kind of talking about simple, the shoulder is a ball and socket joint. So we're going to talk a little bit of anatomy here for two minutes. That way you get an understanding of what's going on. Because if you guys don't know this, um, what I'm going to talk about is going to make absolutely no sense at all. So kind of bear with me for one or two minutes. So the shoulder is a ball and socket joint. So we have our arm, our humerus, that sits in our scapula, so our shoulder blade. And the mechanism behind injury, it's really this simple sometimes. It's keeping the ball, well, we want to keep the ball centered in the socket. And if the ball is not centered in the socket, let's say it's riding up, it's riding forward, that's where we kind of get our injury, and that's where we can kind of get some trauma to our tissues. So it's pretty simple in that sense where we got to try to keep the ball centered in the socket. What's not so simple is um, kind of finding out the movements that may trigger it, and that's what we're going to talk about today and really break it down. So there's two things I want to talk to you about, and they're a couple of big words, so don't worry, we'll break them down right now. But it's something called arthrokinematics and osteokinematics. So let's start with osteokinematics first. That's like the gross movements um, of the joint. So think of like, if you've ever heard of like flexion, extension, interrotation, externotation, abduction, adduction, that would be the osteokinematics. So basically like the gross movements. So for example, if we're in a push-up, we go to the uh, to the ground, that'd be called shoulder extension as the arms go past the body or even relative to the body. And we push yourself upright, that'd be shoulder flexion. So that's kind of like the osteokinematics. The arthrokinematics is what's going on inside the joint. So kind of that roll slide glide, you know, is the ball kind of riding forward too much? Is it sliding too much? And that's generally where the injury mechanism occurs a lot in shoulder is the, the arthrokinematics, so what actually happens inside the joint. And that's what we're gonna break down right now. There's two main movements occur inside the joint that really cause this injury uh, this injury mechanism. And that's when the ball rides forward in the socket. So it rides for the socket. And we'll talk about what can kind of cause that in just a minute. And the ball rides upwards in the socket. So if it rides forward or upwards, we're really going to be impinging on some passive structures, whether it's like your labrum, a tendon, the ligaments. 
that's where we can kind of get the injury if we don't have that ball centered in the socket and it's gliding kind of too far in one direction. I hope that makes sense because that's called the arthrokinematics, kind of what goes inside the joint when we're performing, performing our, our exercises, like our push-ups, our bench press, our overhead press. So arthrokinematics is super uh, important. So let's, let's talk about a few movements um, that could potentially trigger that anterior glide. So that's called the anterior glide when the ball rides forward in the socket or the superior glide where the ball rides up in the socket. So I'll list the exercise right here and we'll break them down one by one. A few movements that could potentially trigger this, dips, a full range of motion at bench press or push-ups, um, an outstretched chest fly, uh, an overhead press, and there could be a lot of back movements as well. We'll kind of talk about just more of the chest and shoulder um, movements for today's episode. So dips, when our arms are behind our body, that's called shoulder extension. And if we go too low in a dip and our elbows get a little bit too, a little bit too high and the shoulder kind of dips down, so kind of more that bottom range of the dip, that can cause the ball to ride forward in that socket, especially if we don't have what's called that good shoulder extension. So kind of shoulder blade tips forward when we get too low and the ball, because we're running out of room, we have to kind of glide forward because there's basically no other place to go. So your best bet for a dip would be stop it about nine degrees uh, at the elbow relative to the shoulder, or even maybe just not perform a dip altogether if that motion triggers you. For myself, that motion actually does trigger my uh, shoulder because I do have a little bit of anterior and superior glide. So that's something that I don't do. So kind of figure out what motions or so what movements hurt for you. And you would definitely want to try avoid uh, avoid doing them in the meantime. And then obviously you want to get it checked out by physio or chiro and then kind of you know, work on the movements you can while maintaining a good training effect. So that's the first one is dips, potentially. A full range of motion bench press. Kind of similar. When we're going down in the bench press, and let's say we don't have, again, that good full shoulder extension, we just keep going back. Once again, the shoulder blade is going to kind of tip forward, and the shoulder is going to have to ride forward on the sockets. So you kind of see a bit of a trend right here in terms of what's called that anterior glide, i.e. meaning the shoulder uh, riding forward in the sockets. Uh, same thing as push-ups. We go too low. It's the exact same thing as a bench press, guys. So think of the same mechanism. When we go too low in a bench press, where we kind of bring our chin towards the ground and our elbows are, are past the body. Again, that can cause that ball to ride forward in the socket. Um, an outstretched chest fly. So right here, a chest fly, we go super wide. And basically, we kind of run out of room so we don't have good what's called abduction. Again, that shoulder kind of pop out of that joint going forward. So if you see me on YouTube now, I'm giving you a bit of a um, bit of a, a lame demo. But that that shoulder blade, or just that shoulder cut, kind of ride forward on that socket as our arms really kind of outstretch. So looking for the solution for that one, you probably just want to bend the elbows a bit more, and maybe you'd want to try to press on the ground because also if we kind of fly on a bench, um, we can go too far, and the exact same thing can get happen as the push up and the bench press. So keep that in mind. This is all anterior so far. So the ball riding forward on the sockets. Another huge one as well is the overhead press. So this is when the ball rides upwards on the socket. And this occurs when we don't have full range of motion. So we're overhead pressing. Say if we kind of come up short, um, maybe we strict, we have really tight lats, we're kind of rounded over. We just kind of, we can't get in that position. The ball is going to try to compensate and ride up on the socket. And again, that can impinge on structures. So if you don't have full range of motion, um, overhead press or 
full range motion was called shoulder flexion. You would want to definitely modify it. And there's a movement in which I listed that would be a great alternative for you. A screen you would do for overhead motion, just uh, do something called a back to wall shoulder flexion. You can feel free to Google or YouTube that. And if you pass that test, um, I would overhead press. And if you don't, that's something I'd want to try to improve my mobility and um, maybe not do a full overhead press in the meantime, especially if it's triggering pain. So I hope that kind of makes sense in terms of what movements can kind of trigger the ball right forward to the socket and the ball right upwards. I'm sure some of the, the movements I listed, you're probably thinking, ouch, yeah, that's uh, that hurt my shoulder, whether it's dips or maybe uh, an outstretched chest fly when we don't have our elbow bend or maybe we went too low on a bench press or push up or overhead press. These are key movements, right, that can um, trigger that injury. And I hope you see now why, what can be, um, what kind of triggers the injury mechanism to it. And that's the ball right forward or up on the socket. So now let's kind of talk about what are three movements you can do that limits, uh, hopefully limit these pains, uh, these pain, I should say. And I post this on Instagram. So on our biker one. So if you're listening to this podcast and you never saw my posts, feel free to check that out. But the ones, the, a great one you could do is a landline press. So landline press, this would be a great one for you if you don't have the full overhead range of motion and you get that superior glide. So the ball right forward. I go with the landline press. It's almost on a bit of a, it's not a horizontal, but it's not a vertical. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. So generally people can kind of press pain-free in that range. And I love it too, because we get the shoulder blades kind of wrapping around the body, which is going to kind of trigger something called upward rotation. And generally speaking, that's going to help improve a little more space than join. And we just kind of got the biomechanics flowing a little bit better. So landmine press can be a great alternative for you if you can't press overhead. So keep that in mind. If you press overhead, you have pain-free, try a landmine press and hopefully that would help it. The second motion, um, something instead of like a bench press, I would do a neutral grip dumbbell press. So basically we have like our palms facing in, keep it a little bit tighter to our body. Don't go super wide, so keep it a little bit tighter with our elbows. And it's kind of press that position right there and do this on the ground as well. So the ground's gonna basically how uh, it's gonna block off how much shoulder, what's called extension, you get. So remember, if our arms go too far past the body, hopefully you guys are experts by now, the ball rides forward in the socket if we don't have that range of motion. The ground's gonna limit how far you can go. And if we don't go super wide as well, that's another mechanism. We go too wide into what's called um, external rotation abduction. The same thing kind of trigger that ball right forward. So narrow the grip a little bit, go palms facing in, and that's just going to create a little more space in the shoulder joint when you press. So neutral grip press is a great alternative to something like a bench press if you do have any sort of uh, shoulder pain during that motion. The third one as well, I'm actually putting a push-up here, but a variation to a push-up. So we're going to do a block push-up, which is a try block push-up. So whether you have a yoga block or um, even like a couple towels you can stack up, you're going to go down, but you're only going to tap your chest um, to that certain height. So maybe you want to set up between 6 to 12 inches, let's say, on the ground. And we kind of tap down. It's going to limit that range of motion. Hopefully you guys are going to see the pattern here. Again, if we go too far back with the elbows, would I just say 30 seconds ago? Would I say five minutes ago? The ball's going to ride forward. So we kind of cut down that range of motion a bit. And our shoulders and elbows aren't going too far past our body. That can be an absolute game changer in preventing that anterior glide. So again, a push up and a block kind of cut down that range of motion. A neutral grip press where we're not going wide, and uh, we got the ground to kind of block off how far we go. 
and the landline press if we don't have full shoulder elevation. Those will be three great movements you can do that could hopefully limit or hopefully not create any pain at all. And you can still kind of maintain a training effect while you hopefully, you know, go to a Cairo or a physio to rehab that injury. I know there's a lot of information. It's um, the shoulder is pretty complicated. So hopefully I didn't confuse you guys too much there. I know I said anterior and superior glide a lot today, especially anterior glide. So if you do have any questions at all, uh, please let me know and I'll be more than happy to help you out. But I hope that helped. If your shoulder hurts, uh, try those movements in the meantime. Get it checked out, of course, by Physio Cairo, and hopefully they can um, help heal you and rehab you, and you can still perform a bit of a training effect on your chest and shoulders in the meantime. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a great day.